Crazy Ant Farm. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? Uh, we are doing awesome, and we are super excited to talk to you. Yeah, so much doing our research and everything. I mean, you've been in some incredible stuff, uh, and we're huge fans of like pretty much everything you've been in, basically. So, you know, I mean, so we were like, oh, we got to talk to her, and then like uh, we talked to W. Trey, so we were like, no, we got to have the baby mama too. Like, come on now, how can we not? So we are super Amazing. pumped to talk to you, um, and, and it's just uh, we know it's going to be a great interview. What we like to do, oh, though, to kind of start off and everything is to kind of give an introduction to anybody who may not be familiar with you or know uh, the stuff that you've been doing. So how did you kind of get started in the industry? Was it something that you always knew you wanted to do? Did you kind of fall into it? Or tell us how you got started. I actually started in theater, uh, specifically musical theater. Yeah, um, I was born in the Bahamas, and um, I started uh, community theater at a really young age, moved to Guelph, Ontario uh, in Canada when I was five, and I'd kind of always been on the stage, um, singing, dancing, all of that. And then I went to um, Randolph Academy of Performing Arts in Toronto, and, and I did musical theater professionally, basically from the moment I graduated. Um, lots of stage shows. Yeah. Um, um, I was on Broadway for a hot second, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and kind of organically, but also sort of by mistake, uh, stumbled into film and television when I moved to Vancouver. Because uh, there's you know a lot going on here, but it was really late in my career that I actually started working in film and TV. Oh, that's so interesting. And yeah, we've had some different theater people on as well. And I am a fellow thespian. So I always love talking about this specific aspect. Um, So when you were making that transition, because you know, when we're on stage, we're performing to the back, we're trying to project. Mm -hmm. But now you're in front of that camera, and they're catching every tiny detail in your (laughs) facial expression. So talk about that transition a little bit. What was that like? Were you still overperforming when you were making that transition? Yeah, I think that I think that it was a little bit of an adjustment for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily believe that you have to be super super small for film. When you look at some actors like I don't, like Al Pacino or um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, they can be really really big. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just um, commitment and really trusting it. And if there's um, something real behind it, mm-hmm. you can pull it off. But um, definitely when I first started in uh, some film classes and stuff, I would definitely be performing not for the camera (laughs) and and being a little broad, a little less specific. But it is an adjustment, but I think that you can find a balance there. Mm. And it doesn't have to be so, so minuscule or so quiet. Well, now you've had success in film and television. So do you find yourself still jumping back on the stage every now and then? Because we've had so many people tell us that that's like where you hone the craft. That's where you do. That's where you do your get all your work at. Do you do you go back every now and then and get on stage as often as you can? I do. I do. When there's a project that really speaks to me, uh, I'll I'll go back. Um, but it is kind of it's it's a hard balance because especially in um, regional theater, they're really long contracts mm. and um, and it can be kind of it'll take you out of the film industry for some time if you agree to something. And there are a lot of possible missed opportunities in film if you commit to a long run of a show. Yeah. Um, so they have to be pretty special and specific for me to want to get back on stage but i do love theater with my whole heart i think it's 
I think it's so great. And I think it's important that all actors do some theater. Right. You know? Completely right. agree. I'm Because I feel like, you know, you start to figure out what special, what specific specialties you have, you know, like mm -hmm. specific mm -hmm. mannerisms and movement. Uh, we normally talk to people who like, you know, they're very, they try to be very method, try to get in their head and how would this person do that? But a couple of weeks ago, we actually talked to someone who was like, no, I want to research how people actually move. Like a person mm -hmm. in this situation, like how would they like walk towards somebody or how would what would their movements be like when they're getting redirects or things like yeah. that so I think that's always very important to come away with in theater and yeah. we never really touch on like the longevity of theater either mm -hmm. so when you're on a show that travels all around either the world the country the states all the good stuff how long on average how long does that normally take well I've also my longer contracts have been at repertory theaters like the Stratford Shakespeare um, Theater mm -hmm. Company and the Shaw Festival in Ontario, where you'll be doing a show. You'll be on that contract for nine, ten months. Oh, wow. And, you know, when you get into a place where you're doing eight shows a week, mm. what can be really lovely about that is how your character develops mm. over time and right. over repetition mm -hmm. and you know there's something really i mean it's so different from film where you're actually uh performing your character's arc in chronological order <laughs> yeah, and yeah living the full experience of that eight times a week um and the way that it shifts audience to audience because they're sort of the last um, cast member, you know, that energy exchange that happens that you don't really get in film. I think that that really helps to um, develop your craft, getting used to doing that for so long mm -hmm. and um, kind of staying true to your story, but adjusting to uh, the different audiences and the time that you've had to kind of grow into that character. It's, um, yeah, I think it's really valuable. That's very interesting, too. And I mean, when comparing it to film and television, because, you know, sometimes films leak into like a year long shoot, but very rarely. I mean, you'll get like a six month shoot here or there. But when you're playing the same character for nine months out of 12, is there, yeah. do you lose a sense of reality a little bit? Like, are you just kind of sitting back and you're just like, oh, that's not how I would react to it, but this is how my character would react to it. I mean, do you do you kind of lose yourself a little bit in those time spans? I don't think so. I think really it just locks in. Okay. Um, and it kind of becomes it. You get to a point where you could almost do it on autopilot because For it's sure. a part of you, and you can kind of um, kind of go through it and still be um, be kind of knowing in your head that um like you could almost be doing your grocery list <laughs> and still be putting out the work like right. it becomes it becomes such a part of you because of the repetition of it mm -hmm. um but i don't really think that you know i mean i'm not really method like that or right, anything, yeah. but i i don't think i really lose myself no. well and then the flip side of that because and the challenges with film and television is is unless you get you're lucky and you get that five six seven season arc right you have mm -hmm. to try to develop that character almost immediately because you don't know how yeah. long you're going to be able to play it you don't know how long you're going to have to feel out and play and and see that character develop so that's a bit more challenging right and, and especially too yeah. if you're like 
not a series regular or you're just making little guest appearances, it's go, 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 go because they have deadlines that they have to hit because they have to air on a certain day. And so you don't really necessarily get that chance to build the character. What's your approach for that and how do you get around that? Because, uh, you know, especially on shows like for Fire Country, for example, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole story there between your character and and the – and and so how do – what's your approach for that knowing that you don't have a whole lot of time to go into that? How do you do that? Preparation is key, key, key. Um, You know, the fear doesn't really go away. You're always going to be nervous on set, always. But the whole, I mean, being courageous doesn't mean that you don't feel fear. Like, you feel it and you move through it anyway. And I think that the the best way to combat fear moving through it is preparation. So, for example, with um, something like guest starring on Fire Country, you if you're lucky enough that the show has aired the first thing i always do is watch the pilot to Mm -hmm. get um a sense of the origin story and and then i watch the most recent episode aired to get a sense of kind of what the tone is at where the tone is at now especially if it's been on for many many seasons a lot can shift and if you know that you're going to be um you know lucky enough um playing freddie's girlfriend um, I'm going to be watching the scenes. I'm going to be seeing um, what he's like and signing for myself what kind of girl puts up with Freddie. You know, like, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? who yeah. who is Fe- Freddie going to vibe with? And that's all stuff that you do prior to your audition. Um, I also find it very valuable to uh, journal as my character before mm. um, either a really big audition for something like a guest star and also before I go to set and just try to get as many of the um, little isms that you can that you would maybe find in a long run of the theater mm-hmm. show, um, but just kind of boil it down and, and just do the best you can to add as many layers as you can to this character because you don't have a lot of time and like you you can even if you have like a a very generous director like um dermot was our director on that episode of fire country and he's very generous but there's no time like you said you know like he's just everything is go 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 so you have to go in knowing what you're bringing as the character but also stay open to receive any notes or any shifts that might come right um and it's just kind of finding that balance but knowing exactly who you are and also i think that staying really true to yourself safer to your audition the thing that booked you mm-hmm. is really important um coming showing up on the day uh be as close to what they booked you for you know oh yeah. for sure i mean that's very important advice and what was it like because this is you know we're in the first season of the show so there is potential <laughs> for your character popping back up especially with that yeah. possible appeal happening um but i mean yeah. there's so many different things especially like they're trying to find their own chemistry but then you right. as kind of like a one-off in this season comes into this new chemistry what was it like coming on set was everybody super warm and welcoming or they are amazing that whole team what a dream they're so kind they're so generous um it's such a lovely space to work in such Mm -hmm. a safe space you know like that was a crazy scene that i had to do wild you know (laughs) you know i was giving birth all day Um, they were all so supportive and just so lovely um the whole team and i just felt really welcomed because when you're a day player like a guest star you go there and there's already kind of an established family going exactly, on you know they've been yeah. working together days and days and hours and hours um and so there's always 
a little bit of nerves trying to like see where you fit in um, and get the work done. But they were just all so welcoming. And I actually didn't get to work with Trey until the end of the day because he wow. wasn't in the initial um, delivery process. Right. Um, no spoilers. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but I, I got to work with him um, at the end of the day. And he's also just so generous. And I know that he comes from a theater background, too. And, and it really... Um, it shows his his work is just so strong. We didn't um, we didn't have a ton of time together at the end of the day, but it was really really great, really special, and I'm really looking forward to working with him again. Yeah, I uh, oh, did you just er- some? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's obvious, right? Because that storyline, the way it's playing out, I, I feel yeah. like if that whole if he gets the retrial and everything goes the way he wants to, then. Yeah. You got to throw in the baby and the yeah. and, and the girlfriend and be like, how does this complicate things of where um, he's wanting to go with do? So, yeah. yeah can't, can't say much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. It's cool. Well, when, when I initially auditioned uh, for Cookie, there was the um, big labor scene, but then yep. there were also other things, too, right. um, that they were – Probably just making sure that whoever was going to be cookie could pull off later on. So oh, I kind of fantastic. always had a feeling. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so many different things. I just, I'm super excited for you and your character because I feel like there mm-hmm. is a lot to develop there. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, with them, I, because we're trying to figure it out all in our head. We're like, okay, are they going to be out of the fire camp like season two? And then maybe yeah. like we can all figure it out in Cal Fire. And like, yeah, so I'm just super excited. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this, that was another one, you know, as I said, when I prepped for uh, an audition, I always watch the pilot yeah. in the most recent episode. I watched that pilot. Next thing you know, I'm like five episodes deep. I, I'm like, oh, Wait, yeah. I have an audition to do. I have to stop watching the show. Right. I'm like binging the show. <laughs> it's so good. It is. I really love it. And I mean, I'm such a huge fan of the Jerry Brockheimer universe mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. And that's my jam. Like, I think I've seen every single episode of CSI ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was just so excited to have the opportunity to audition for it. But when I started watching the show, I was like, wow, this is this is a good show. It's going to be huge. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was almost yeah. an immediate renewal. Everybody knew it was yeah. like, no, yeah, you, we're, we're going to keep this one going. You know, you, yeah. you've dropped like a whole lot of great advice, right? For, cause as you know, this, this podcast is geared for the up and comers and a lot of people that listen to it are trying to get into the industry. And so we always mm-hmm. love to hear guests talk about their experiences and how, and how they go about it. And how, the journaling, I had never heard that before of journaling the character prior to that's yeah. fantastic. Um, talk Amazing. about that. What what advice would you have? Now you do a little bit with up and comers, right? You you teach a little bit yourself, correct? I do. I have a company called Booked and Busy, um, and I do mainly one on one audition coachings, mm-hmm. um, and I also do one on one scene study work. But I just recently, and I've been working on this for a while, but I always have to pause whenever I get a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just recently started. Um, a group coaching program that's called Breaking Down the Biz, and it takes you chronologically from booking the audition through to everything that happens leading up to and on set, and just all of all of the like business side and the technical side. Like, I think it's so important because when you're new to it, everything happens so quickly, and mm-hmm. you can end up being really frazzled, and you it's hard to sometimes focus on what you're there for the acting because there's so much going on that you're trying to kind of just kind of pick up on while you're trying to do the work. 
Um, so I just work with people to basically, they book an audition and then I get them their call sheets and a script to break down and all of that and teach them about, you know, wardrobe, table reads, all the stuff that you don't really learn anywhere else except for going through it, you know, trial and error for years and years. Um, and just, I think it's just really important for us to try to be supportive for somebody, you know, I kind of want to become the person I wish I had when I first started, Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. transitioning from theater to um, film and television and just kind of sorting it out as I went along, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. that advice is like super important because we are also a film and television production company writing our own stuff. And right now we're sending mm-hmm. out sides for people to send back self tapes and things like that. And it's just that little extra step, you know? I mean, we have this one yeah. scene where there's a character that's laying down in bed that wakes up on a FaceTime. And when you get a self tape back where the guy's actually laying in bed and like has a cover over him, I'm like, you can just tell that he went that extra mile to put in that time and effort and it's just like like you said the smallest little things that stands out to the casting director director producer anybody so i think that's very important i think especially now in this world of self-tapes uh casting directors are seeing more auditions than ever before so it's really hard to stand out in a stack of auditions Mm -hmm. you know they're getting thousands of people submitting for one role and they can now watch you know at 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas before, when they were trying to break it down into slots in the room, there were only a certain amount of people that they could see because of time. But now uh, the opportunities are many, many, many. But that also means more competition and um, it's harder to stand out. And like you said, you know, when you're building a self tape and you see somebody who's gone the extra mile to tell the story for their audience right. and really understand what's going on mm-hmm. in the scene they're it's kind of a no-brainer they're undeniable and then you remember them and you know it's like even if they don't book the gig you're going to remember that guy for the next time you exactly. want to work on something else right? exactly yep yep and another thing that i like that you highlighted is business because i think a lot mm. of the young people coming into it have these wide-eyed dreams of the of the art, right? But they forget that it is a business and there's so much more that you need to know and watch out for when you start to get into it, right? Or or it can go badly. And so I'm so glad that people like yourself are out there saying, look, there's a lot of stuff you got to know and got to look out for. And there's a whole different side to this than just the acting and you've got to be prepared for it. So thank you for doing that because I I, I do think so many people go in not realizing that and they don't catch on to it and, and it ends badly mm-hmm. for them so to have somebody guiding them along is a is a great thing yeah and a little oh, cool. statistic that i was uh, i was listening to a different podcast it's about entertainment news the other day and mm-hmm. all of those jobs are out there because right now the the amount of television shows compared to pre-pandemic are insane Ooh. like they were talking yeah. about like maybe 150 200 shows like all year now it's roughly like 600 shows a year way more since yeah. the pandemic there's like there's a reason why you feel like you have no time to watch everything <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like you're like oh i heard about this show well i can't watch it because i'm watching yeah. ten thousand other fucking shows like exactly. it's yes. insane but i just think you yeah. know the, the opportunity is there for somebody to build up that resume and it's so yeah. it's such a beautiful time for the working mm-hmm. actor like yourself so i love it exactly 
I love it too. I really do. I mean, with the existence of streamers, I mean, is there even a pilot season anymore? Like, there's a new show literally all of the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not even kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. So, one thing we want to talk about, though, because we've been diving deep into this lately, and because we feel like it's 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 becoming more and more relevant and becoming more and more prevalent in in our industry, and especially our industry because it is one that's built on, and we like to call selection, not rejection, but Uh, Mm -hmm. It is. You have to have some tough skin. Talk about the mental health aspect of it and how you stay positive Mm -hmm. and motivated when you are confront, you, you know, you, you go and you audition 20, 30, 40 times and you get one, right? And, you, and the yeah. stretch in between. How do you stay positive and, and mentally sound in a genre like that? Well, I think most importantly, I like, I like that um, not rejection selection is great. Um, I, I also like to say it's not rejection, it's redirection. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it's like it's something else is around the corner. But I think that for me, what's been most helpful, meditation for sure, mm. um, uh, keeping centered. But I think that in this world of social media, that phone can be either your enemy or your best friend mm. when it comes to these social apps. Um, to avoid comparison, you know, stop comparing yourself to other actors because everybody, as you said, has such a different journey. Nobody's right. journey looks the same. So I think that learning to cultivate cultivate your social media feed in a way that is positive and really inspiring to you even if you even like learn to unfollow people who are not giving you the right vibes even if they're a friend of yours and you are somehow jealous of them just (laughs) mute them yeah just mute them and move on because and you know and i don't necessarily think that jealousy is bad i think that jealousy can be a good indicator of things that you maybe want because you're not normally jealous of things that you don't want for yourself right um so it can be a good way to see hey I feel a way. I think I want something that this person has. What did they do to get there? Right. It can be a good indicator. But comparison, completely useless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's You're not going to learn anything. You're just going to hurt your own feelings. <laughs> um, and I, I think that it's important to avoid that and to just remember that being you is your ticket in. Mm. Being exactly who you are, that's what they want and nobody else can duplicate it. And just remembering to focus on that and know that it doesn't all have to happen right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't stress about your timeline because there's no such thing as late bloomers and there's no such thing as being too late to the party. You can start at any time. Anything can happen at any time. I I love that story of um, uh, who plays Walter White in uh, Breaking Bad? Um, um, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brian Cranston. You know, he got his big break on Malcolm in the Middle in his 40s. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it can happen at any time. Octavia Spencer got her Oscar in her 40s. Yeah. You know, and she was a working actor all the way up. And, and there are there are peaks and valleys on their way to those mom, monumentous moments. Yep. So in order to take care of yourself on your journey. I think it's just about trying to stay positive, trying to stay centered and remembering that anything can happen at any time and to be ready. You know? mm. I love that. I love that. And it's so important because yeah, there's, there's all of these different elements and these different obstacles that present themselves every single day. So you have to, mm-hmm. you know, 
hone hone yourself, hone your mental health, like just bring it all in and be able to yeah. assess the situation without, you know, overreacting. Everything's reactionary, so it's all about how you react to things, and I think that's mm-hmm. so important. Um, we actually had mm-hmm. another guest on um, a couple weeks ago as well that, you know, he he talked about having every single email to auditions that he either got or didn't have and i was like that's that's a little interesting but as long as it works for you and it doesn't mess with your mental health like that's all that matters because if you go through like i got that one i didn't get all these i'm just like okay bro as long as you're still happy and still going at it that's all that matters yeah but yeah Yeah. very interesting to see how different people do different things and what works for each other I will say that I used to log my auditions. Yeah. Um, and I have since I've recently stopped. Um, and that this is now working for me where I let it go. Yeah. I do the work and then I let it go. But before I used to, you know, look at the numbers. That's that is not the way for me. <laughs> I feel <laughs> it you. It is not yeah. the way for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever works, right? Whatever exactly, works. exactly. And I like yeah. too what you said because it, it kind of goes back to when you were saying getting ready for a scene or getting ready for a self tape and, and about uh, preparing, right? Being prepared. Mm-hmm. And I like how you went full circle there because the industry is not linear, right? It's anything but a straight mm-hmm. line. It's all over the place. Yeah. But I like what you just said about always be prepared because it's going yeah. to happen at some point. And if you're not prepared, you're, you're not going to be, you know, good to go. So to always yeah. be prepared, knowing that it's all over the place, but be prepared anyway, because it's going to happen. I love that. I think that's solid yeah. advice. And yeah, I think it's really important too to also always be training and doing things that was reminding yourself that you're an actor, you know, yeah. um, I'll be acting, even if you're not being paid for it at the moment. Like my whole, like uh, booked and busy slogan is, you know, while you're not booked, it's best to be busy working on your craft. Because like you said, at any moment, your huge opportunity can come in. What happens if you just have been stagnant, not, yep. not working those muscles. And then this perfect role comes for you and you haven't been, uh, keeping up with your craft, it's a bit of a misstep, right? Absolutely. Most uh, definitely. And yeah. I want to talk about um, your time on Batwoman because, I mean, <laughs> oh. that that is by far, you know, it was one of my favorite DC superhero shows. And then yeah. plus to have a black leading lady in a time mm-hmm. where we're pushing for that diversity and that representation. So what was that like to be on such a monumental set and that whole experience? Because we absolutely love Javicia Leslie. So I mean, it's Ooh, our it's our okay. goal to get her on the show. Um, we're like right there. She is amazing. Yes. Okay, first of all, two separate things because first of all, I was on the first season of Batwoman that was not starring Javicia. Oh yes. my god, it was Ruby Rose, Hi. which is wild. But I met Javicia while I was doing a musical called The Kink in My Hair yeah. here in Vancouver, and she was shooting The Flash, and she came to the show, and what a light. I love her. I love her Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is incredible. And I am so glad that they put a person of color in that role. Yes. And she kills it. Um, also, fun fact, when I did the first season of Batwoman, Dermot, the director of this first episode of Introducing Cookie, was my director of that episode. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That. Yeah, which is which is wild. Also, full circle. Right. Weirdness. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that Javicia really... <laughs> I've been a fan of hers, just kind of watching her career as a working actor and the way that she really owns her craft and she owns her manifestation Mm -hmm. and she 
is just such a force and i just think she's a superstar Oh um, yeah, without yeah. doubt. I, I just I would love to work with her. We agree, right? Like she. <laughs> I hope amazing. you I hope you get her on the cast because yes. on the pod because yeah, it would be amazing. amazing. I love. I forget yeah. if it was like a tweet or like an Instagram live or something like that. But when she was talking about you know in preparation for her first season playing the character about the the costume, how it wasn't mm. meant, you know, she they made sure it was fit for her body and like yeah. I, I just thought that was absolutely amazing and it was just so needed in a time where. Where you feel like there's so much divide so it's it's a great yeah. thing to see i love it well yeah. and speaking of diversity right and i want to bring this up because you're vancouver based and we can't talk yeah. about vancouver based without talking about hallmark and hallmark movies because <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're like yeah. and christmas movies and yeah you've done a lot of christmas so I there was a big stretch of controversy there uh, towards hallmark too where they weren't diverse enough and that they weren't doing that so talk about your experience with hallmark and how has it been for you um, and have you seen that change in the path of the company of where they've gone and, and the future moving forward? How do you, what, what's your thoughts on that? I have seen a change in them and I have, um, I feel as though they are listening and reading the room a little bit. Yeah. Um, and things are starting to, I actually did, I, I coached an audition, uh, for a Hallmark um a few months back that i think is like the it's like a lesbian couple's wedding okay um so i'm like oh that's yeah. awesome yeah. i see you okay <laughs> here we go let's do this um yeah i think that they are they are um starting to kind of catch up with the diversity and i mean working on hallmark movies is a trip like because you know you know crazy ant farm i mean that's the film production is wild right like, right so much is going on there's nothing like shooting a hallmark movie that they are so overly ambitious like they're <laughs> they're shooting these full feature length yeah, yeah. <laughs> in like 12 in days. like 10 to 14 days <laughs> yeah. it is wild everybody's on deck and a lot of the times those teams have worked together a bunch yeah. like the whole crew and the way it is it's magic <laughs> happening before your eyes. Yeah. What they get done is wild. Um, and a lot of them happen here in Vancouver. And I am seeing the diversity starting to happen behind the camera. Fantastic. Too. More women directors. Yes. Um, teams are starting to flesh out a little bit that way. And I just, I feel like it's, I mean, we're still not completely there, obviously. Correct. But we're getting we're getting closer we're getting some traction for sure we're seeing more people of color in leads yep um and and obviously i'm here for it yeah <laughs> um love it yeah love it oh yeah. good goodness well listen thank you so much for coming on the show and getting a little crazy with us and talking about your life your <laughs> career i mean it's been such a blast um the, honestly oh. anytime you want to come back on the show just reach out let us know and open invite i would love to anytime. you guys are so fun well, thank you especially since you may have dropped a little uh spoiler hint little, that we hit. that we have reason to see you again <laughs> potentially <laughs> we, yeah who, who knows who knows <laughs> i love it well listen um, uh, it's all about social media now so where can people follow you want to direct everybody towards your way uh, i'm at miss cat reynolds on instagram um and also uh my coaching business is booked and busy coaching fantastic fantastic yeah. absolutely and booked and busy.ca 
There you go. Website. There it is. Yeah. Everybody go to the website. Go to the yeah. website yes. if you're looking to break into the entertainment industry. We yeah. love it. Well, listen, <laughs> take care. Thank you so much again. And we'll be talking Thank to you, you soon. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. Oh, my goodness. Just another good one. I feel like 2023 has been so good with guests. Yes, they've been just so inspirational and just full of joy and passion for what they do. And it, I mean, yeah, it's amazing, man. I, I, it's been really, really good. I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Katrina, for coming on the show. 